TED Audio Collective. It's TED Talks Daily. I'm Elise Hugh. Climate change, the rise of authoritarianism, numerous refugee crises brought on by war. These feel like intractable, possibly humanity-ending problems. And somehow author Kevin Kelly can still make a case for optimism. In his talk from Ted Monterey in 2021, he explains the link between problems and progress and says our capacity to solve problems is greater than we think. We should note this talk was recorded in August 2021. Support comes from Zuckerman Spader. Through nearly five decades of taking on high-stakes legal matters, Zuckerman Spader is recognized nationally as a premier litigation and investigations firm. Their lawyers routinely represent individuals, organizations, and law firms in business disputes, government, and internal investigations, and at trial, when the lawyer you choose matters most. Online at Zuckerman.com. Support for TED Talks Daily comes from Capital One Bank. With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash Bank. Capital One NA. Member FDIC. Support for TED Talks Daily is from Progressive, home of the Name Your Price tool. You can say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote. Visit Progressive.com to get started. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I want to try and persuade you that there are reasons why we should be optimistic in general. And that's a very difficult thing to do today, because we are confronting tremendous problems in this world. Things like global climate change, which seem almost impossible to solve, or social inequality, which seems endemic and uh, difficult to eliminate. The scale of these problems, though, is even more reason why we should be optimistic. Because what we know is that in the past, Every great and difficult thing that has been accomplished, every breakthrough, has in fact required a very strong sense of optimism that it was possible. Think of uh, the first airplanes. It's hard enough to create something good and great uh, deliberately and with intention. And um, it's no guarantee, just because we believe something will happen, that it will happen. But we do know that unless we believe that something can happen, it's not going to happen inadvertently by itself. And so um, it becomes really important that we imagine a world that we want, that we can imagine solutions that we want, and believe that we can make them happen. And that belief in making something impossible happen is what has shaped our future so far. So our own history has been basically shaped by optimists. And if we want to shape the future, we need to be optimistic. That world that we're shaping is not a world that's perfect. It's not perfection. There's no lack of problems. There's no absence of bad things. It is totally not utopia. 
It's what I would call protopia, a world in which things are a little bit better. And that sense of optimism of a, is, is a perspective where we expect the world to yield a little bit more good than bad, to have a few more reasons to hope than to fear. And it's definitely, optimism is not a, just a sunny temperament, uh, a kind of a blindness to the realities of the world's problems or some kind of Pollyanna self-delusion. Um, instead, optimism is based on the fact of historical progress, that if we transcend kind of anecdote and look at data in a scientific rational way, that we can see that the evidence says that on average, on a global scale, over time, over the last 500 years, there has been incremental improvement over time. If it's real, then why don't we see more of it? Why are so many people pessimistic? And I think there are three reasons why. One is that most of what progress is about is about what does not happen. It's about all the things that could have happened that didn't happen today. It's about the two-year-old child who did not die of smallpox. It's about the family farmers whose year of surplus food was not stolen by raiders. They don't make the headlines. And the second reason is that bad things happen faster than good things. Good things take time. When we are compressing our news cycle to the last five minutes and the next five minutes, all the things that have changed in the last five minutes are kind of bad stuff because good stuff takes longer. If we were to make newspapers and websites be updated every hundred years, we'd have a very different set of headlines. The third reason is that because societies that are capable of creating just a few percent more good that they destroy every year, if you have a society that's capable of making just a few percent more than it destroys, then over time that few percent is compounded, and that is what civilization is. So... It's not that 1%, few percent is almost invisible in the noise of the 49% crap and destruction around it. So we don't see it unless we turn around and look back into the past. So it's possible that after 500 years of progress, it could stop tomorrow. But it's unlikely and very, very probable that that long-term trend will continue at least for the rest of your lives. So this optimism uh, makes us realists in aligning ourselves with this long history of historical progress. And that's the first reason we should be optimistic. And the second reason is that civilization is a mechanism to make these improvements that relies on the fact that we're optimistically trusting others. We have total strangers that we can collaborate And that collaboration allows us to make things beyond ourselves that are bigger than just what we can do. That requires trust, and trust is a type of optimism. But in addition to kind of cooperating with the 8 billion total strangers on this planet, accomplishing great things, we can also trust future generations, the billions of people yet unborn into the future. Right now, today, we are benefiting from the work of previous generations, who have undergone to create infrastructure, roads, canals, skyscrapers, telephone networks, that we are now enjoying. In fact, we may be enjoying more benefits than they have back in the past. 
when they began. So they have been acting as good ancestors for us. And sometimes even sacrificing what could have been uh, immediate yields and benefits and postponing them to future generations. We also want to be good ancestors. And being good ancestors, trying to move benefits to the future generations is an act of optimism. One, because we believe that there will be future generations, and two, because we are willing to sacrifice immediate gains in order to postpone, have more gains into the future, that investment. Being a good ancestor enables us to actually accomplish things not just beyond what we can do individually in the present, but what we can do over time. So when we trust the future, one of the things that we are understanding is that future generations not only have a large, a better living standards because of progress, but they also have more capability to solve problems because there's more knowledge and because they have better tools. And so we can trust that. We can trust the fact that in the future, future generations will be able to solve problems that we cannot solve ourselves. So that means that we should be optimistic, not because we believe that our problems are smaller than we thought. We should be optimistic because we believe that our capacity to solve problems is greater than we thought. So that's the second reason to be optimistic. And the third one has to do with problems, which are really disguised as opportunities. Okay? So optimists don't shun problems. Optimism is about embracing problems because it's problems that make solutions and solutions that make problems. So I believe that most of the problems we have today are generated by the solutions of the past. And the great one is just climate change. The solution in the past was artificial power. Where did we get it? Okay, here, here it is, but now it makes the problem now. That means that today, most of the solutions that we have will be generating the problems of the future. And there will be more problems because new solutions create many more problems. And in the same way, when science answers a question, that answer would generate two or three new questions, things that we didn't even know we didn't know. And so in a peculiar way, science is expanding our ignorance faster than our knowledge. So we have an unlimited pool of questions and problems. But problems don't impede progress. Problems are the conduit of progress. No problems, no progress. That is why I reject utopia, because there are no problems there. So even bad things that happen are basically possibilities that yield new solutions, and better opportunities. So in that way, problems are unlimited. There is no limit for improvement. So we can improve ourselves in all directions. So we have a choice about optimism. It's not a temperament. No matter what your temperament is, you can still choose to be optimistic. And gigantic problems require gigantic optimism. We have a moral obligation to be optimistic because when we're optimistic, we can shape the future We can um, become better ancestors. We can expand our reach, create things bigger than ourselves. And we can be a realist in aligning ourselves with this long arc of history and embracing problems as opportunities. With optimism, we can use it as a power to kind of create the future that we want. This is the way. Thank you.